Hello, one and all. It is a Baggies broadcast. It is season three. It's episode 12. My name is Luke Hatfield. This person's name is Joe Massey. Joe, how are you? I'm very well. You should really introduce yourself as Baggies fan, Luke Hatfield, don't you think? Why do you have to come out with straight that? Straight away. I can't even bother to wait this week. We're going straight in for it. It's poor from you, that is. Missed your Monday at the game. Did you? Had Nathan Judah did, which was absolutely lovely. We had, a, we had a laugh, to be fair. But yeah, it wasn't the same. I think you're just enthusiasm. Do you know what I mean? Your overall baggies enthusiasm there. Your excitement, your passion. I missed it. Did you? Yeah, I did. You didn't have to say, do you? I've turned <laughs> I it on you straight away, see? I don't, I there you go. You expect I, me to do the work every week. I've put it straight back on you. I had I had a planned intro and everything. Um, I knew you would have. I knew you'd have something up your sleeve. Yeah, well, you know what? I'm going to get into it because, you know, you really... I really dislike you calling me a Baggies fan. You really dislike me talking about food. Yeah. I've got a whole story about food this week. All right, okay. Right. You know when your wallet, right? You look in your wallet and you look at the cards you've got. What do you think is the most important to you? Card in your wallet? Yeah. You're yeah. obviously your debit card. Yeah, right. So yeah. that's the one most at risk of being hacked, right? Right. Wrong. Guess what was hacked this week? My, from my own wallet. Hacked? Hacked. Someone hacked this, this account. Um, it's not like it's not the account you used to buy me a hat, was it? No. Go on. <laughs> my bloody Nando's card. <laughs> Someone hacked my Nando's account. Have you got Have you got former staff privileges? No, I have no staff privileges anymore. Not unless I rock up to a store which they happen to know me from. Right. And then I might get a ten percent discount if I'm lucky. But I was I visited my my regular Nando's as you do. I was like, I've got a red reward on my card. I'm going in today. You got what on your card? A red reward. Now, you won't know what this is, but no. red reward is a whole chicken for free. Oh, right, okay. Don't have to spend any money, you just get a whole chicken. Yeah, but you want, you want, you're, you'd want you want sides, wouldn't you? Well, a whole chicken's a lot of chicken, Joe. You wouldn't just sit there and eat a whole chicken. I've done it before. <laughs> I've been known to do it. <laughs> anyway, I rock up to my Nando's, uh, my local Nando's. I, I go in with my lawyer card thinking, yep, here we go. Swipes it. Oh, there's no red reward on here, mate. I checked my app. It had been claimed in Kilburn, London. No way. Honest to God, I emailed Nando's. Someone hacked my account. How were they... Do- That's mental. I, I don't know how they did it. What did they do in the Nando's? Well, I mean... They didn't they, believe you, did they? At, at first, they were like... I mean, you're lying a, to yourself has, about being a Baggies fan, so I mean, now they're going to believe you about this. Oh, shut up, you. I, I played that I played that <laughs> clip to my missus. She, she, she found it hilarious, by the way. Um... And anyway, yeah, they said, well, has someone had access to your card? I was like, I don't think so. Someone had must have hacked my account, copied the card number and, p- and put it on a fresh card and claimed my red reward. I was fuming. <laughs> Do Should they come be- through for you or not? Nando's have come through for me. Have they? Yeah, I had, I had an update yesterday. Right. Because I was planning on doing this podcast earlier in the week and I was going to give an update next week. They've, they've, they've come back, they've said... Right, we're sending you a new card. You're going to give an update. Is that important to me? Right. Um, They said, we're sending you out a new card. What rewards are on there? We'll give them you back. What a nice guy. Rochelle. Rochelle at Nando's. Did you tell the truth? Or did you like add add rewards? No, no, 100%. I was just like, no, this is the only one I know of, my red reward. And she was like, no, you're getting a red reward and orange reward. How nice is that? What's an orange reward? A half chicken. (laughs) Half chicken, mate. So Um, you can take your missus. She can have a half chicken, you can have a full chicken. Oh, I don't know. I don't really share my rewards, mate. Do you not? No. I don't know. I accrue them myself. No. I earn them myself. God so I don't it. give her half my pay packet, do I? Christ. You don't even give your missus half a chicken that you've got for free. No. She what doesn't really... What a boyfriend you are. I know. I'm just the greatest guy ever. <laughs> <I know. laughs> I've been putting up with all sorts this week. I've angered I've angered the uh, the the masses across, uh, across Wolverhampton. Have you? Oh, yeah. that's always a win. 
Uh, I did a combined 11, Wolves versus Villa. Yeah. Admittedly, Alvin fans aren't the biggest fans of Villa either, but um, they ain't happy with me. And they're not. I, I left Rui Patricio out. They're all fuming. Nah. You should see my mentions, mate. Not popular. Well, I've got. It's weird. I've got a weird mixture of mentions at the moment. I've got Albion fans claiming I'm an Albion fan, which you are, including Photoshop pictures. By the way, yeah, love them. Love them. Do you not think it looks right? Do you not think it looks right? It does look right, doesn't it? No, it doesn't. It does look right. That, that's what I one can picture of you where you're like leaning against a post. I don't know. I don't even know what player it was. I think it was Darnell Furlong. <laughs> and it just looks right. You just look so happy. It might be Charlie Austin. It looks. It looks lovely. It there looks are two lovely. sets of ears on it, man. You should put that um, as your profile picture. I was going to say something. I was going to do a bet with you then. Go on then. <laughs> if Albion finish top of the table, yeah, clear by four and a half points. So five, Four and a half points? Yeah, so if they're five points, because you, no, you can't say Albion clear by four. No, if Albion top of the table, that's all we want. That's all no, we no. want. That's all we want. They've got to be clear, because that is, that, is that is a bold bio picture, that is. Yeah. I want it photoshopped better because it doesn't look... I thought it looked great. Nah, there's two sets of ears in it, man. <laughs> no, I've got four ears in that picture. All right, listen, listening people, there's someone out there who'll do a great job on this. Yeah, five points clear, so they've got to be Not at least... Not five points clear, just top. All right, fine. If they finish the season top of the table, yeah. I'll have that as my bio picture for an unspecified period of time, but it'll be at least 24 hours. How about... For every point they finish top by, that's how many weeks you have it as your Weeks? Buying. Yeah, weeks, yeah. Days, man. Weeks. Days. That's the deal then. Okay, you can have days. We'll, days, we'll, okay. We'll back down on days. All right, okay. Days. Oh. I hope they finish one point clear. <laughs> you can just tell that your subconscious is desperate for this to happen, and you really want that to be your profile picture. No. We all know what's going on here, Luke, and one day you will just accept it. The one of... The... So your subconscious is screaming here. It is literally screaming. <laughs> It's really not. But I'll oh, tell you what. How old are you? 29. By by the time you're 31, everything's going to be all right. I want you to know that. You're, everything's going to be all right by the Thanks. time you're 31. I appreciate It's going to be that. fine. You're going to be fine. I know you're having a bit of turmoil at the moment. I know you're struggling internally. But you're going to make peace. And by the time you're 31, you're going to be fine. I enjoy the Photoshop picture of you better. There's been some good ones, mate. The, yeah, one on, the celebration ones. The one on Bobby one. Moore is the best one. Oh no, I like the Albion one, the Albion one that's been laugh. Do you like it, yeah? Yeah, it's the, the, the arms out celebration, but your face on top. <laughs> Alright, shall we do some talking about Albion? Shall we, because we're seven minutes in. Um, Alright, okay, Stoke Neil, West Brom 2. Let's go over this quickly. Um, away day appetite, what was the food like, Joe? Oh, for God's sake, it wasn't good. It wasn't good? No. What was it? It was a shepherd's pie, but not like the shepherd's pie at Middlesbrough. Oh no! It was absolutely like lashed in gravy. Like it was like it was oh, it was, it was it was like almost like a like it looked like a soup really. What a dream! No, it's not for me, mate. I avoided it. Oh no! Did you bring food with you? No, I had to get McDonald's on the way home. Oh mate! Yeah. You gave up. You gave up free shepherd's pie for McDonald's. Yeah, it was. Oh, it wasn't for me. What disappointing! It's all right. You've got you've got a hole tomorrow. Yeah, I know. Apparently that's pies, though, but I'm not big on pies either. Nathan uh, Judah joining you again for that one? Yeah, not me. yeah, yeah. It's close to home for him, though. Yeah, it's close to home. Yeah, I, couldn't, I, couldn't, I couldn't take him away from that one. Oh, I'm good um, for you, though. Oh, I could take it or leave it. Whatever. <laughs> um, I wasn't sure what to expect, to be honest, from Stoke, you know, considering the week that I had beforehand. You know, manager of Stoke, uh, Rory Delap in the dugout. Um, mm. But, I mean, they got three points, can't complain. Yeah, it was it was a strange game, really. Um, in the sense that 
They were bad, Stoke. I mean, it, they weren't. They really were bad. It was just, as Billich said, Billich always sums it up perfectly, doesn't he, after the game. Like, that's what he says goes, really. But he said that he asked the players to be more greedy because um, they were just in complete control of the game, but only 1-0 up. I mean, they started like an absolute steam train. The first 15 minutes are phenomenal. I mean, Stoke couldn't get out of the box. They got the goal, I think after eight minutes. Um, it was on a plate for Matty as well, wasn't it? I'm digressing slightly, but Albion do the same. You absolutely know what Albion are going to do now. Every single game. Well, not every single game, but you know what they, they're trying to do. You know mm. what plan A is. Essentially, it is Dean Garner, Pereira or Phillips hitting the byline. Yeah. They're all so good at it and they can't be stopped effectively. Then they cut the ball back and if it's Dean Garner cutting it back, it's Phillips putting it in. If it's or if it's Phillips putting it in, it's Dean Garner. If it's Pereira, it could be either one of them. So and that's how they open the scoring. I mean, they're doing it so often. Um, and yeah, they were in complete control and they stayed in complete control from that moment on. But it is the championship. They are very very good football. There are mm. eleven. There's always twenty two good good footballers out there, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. Um, like Bleach said, Stoke have got players that have played in the Champions League, they've got players that have played in the Premier League, and they didn't hurt Albion at all. Um, but a 1 0, you're worried, aren't you? You mm. just a little bit, you need that second goal. Um, and then my man, my main man, my favourite player, um, super, 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 Hal Robson Carno comes off the bench and does it again. After a, um, after a possibly the worst challenge I've ever seen in a penalty area that Carter Vickers has tried to argue is not a penalty. Yeah, I didn't. Genuinely, at the time, I didn't realise how bad it was. I knew it was a penalty. I was like, well, that's a pen. It was a shocker. Um, and then you watch it back on the replay, and oh my God, it is absolutely horrific. I mean, how that's, that's worse than Nathan Ferguson's challenge. Oh yeah, 100%. Um, which, I personally, I'm of the opinion that Ferguson's was a red card. I think so. Well. Um, but there was no doubt about it. That Carter Vickers challenge was, was 10 times worse. It's the fact that he argues with the referee after, like he tried. Like he said he got the ball. Yeah, but that's just what they do, isn't they? They all try stuff I mean, like come, that. I mean, come on. Like, yeah, but you've got to try, haven't you? <laughs> You got to like. You never know. That might have been a difference between him getting a yellow and a red. I mean, it might have been, but Christ Almighty, that was a shocker. Yeah, it was a shocker. He should have gone. Um, but then, yeah, Subar Robson Carney. I mean, the penalty. Have you seen the pen? Of course, yeah, you're yeah, watching yeah. at home. You're a massive Albion fan. Oh, but I was really, really worried when he when he was running up from outside the box. Oh, I don't like. That. I don't I like don't that like at all. I was like, oh no, he's going to absolutely blaze this over the bar. Um, but then, because he's super high, Robson Carno, he just nonchalantly, like, sort of dummied a couple of times in a slow run up and just rolled it past Jack Butler. Oh, I like really don't. There. I really don't like that kind of penalty, you know. Do you not? No, I think it's so risky because if it, if it doesn't come off, you look like an absolute mug. Yeah, but he's bringing more confidence, isn't he? Oh yeah, but I, you know what? I I've always you know my favourite penalty taker, Troy Deeney. Troy Deeney he lashes just him hammers him and often it's just straight down the middle but even if the keeper was behind it I don't think he's saving it do you know I think there's a, a statistic right and I could be wrong so people if I'm wrong I'm wrong but I think there's a statistic if you broke if you if you imagine a goal and you break it down into like sixes do you know mm, what I mean mm. so three squares at the top three squares at the bottom so you've got the bottom left corner the bottom right corner yeah high right high left Middle, bottom, mm. middle, top, yeah. I don't think a penalty in the Premier League or something has ever been missed if you go top, middle. If you can lash it high down the middle, mm. I don't think they're ever missed, but it's very, very rare, which is strange, because if you just put your hand out, the keeper would push it over the bar, wouldn't they? Yeah, but what keeper does that? No keeper does that, do they? No. No, so I think 
I mean, there will be miss. I might be wrong. There could have been miss, but um, yeah, apparently that they don't. But I think Robson Collins Penery was great. I mean, they're all great as long as they go in, aren't they? But yeah. um, I know what you mean because if you do just for, can you remember Van Nistelrooy when he used to take penalties. Oh yeah. I mean, they were never being saved, were they? Yeah, no. It was a, they. So they're the best penalties, aren't they? Mm. I mean, he used to bury them side net, and they were phenomenal. Yeah, Lampard was always like that as well. I always rated Lampard's penalty taking. Lampard, yeah, but. I mean, I'm guessing Robson Carno, when he was dummying, he was waiting for Butland to move, wasn't he? Yeah, he's seen yeah, him yeah. go, and then he's just rolled it the other way. So, it's, I mean, it's a skill, isn't it? That, that is a skill. I mean, that's not something you can just do. Yeah, and you've got to have the balls to do it. I would not have the balls to do that. No, no, no. Uh, I'd pick a side and I'd stick to it. That's what I'd do, yeah. yeah. Yeah, every time, yeah. So, yeah, brilliant. Uh, two, and then from there, let's be honest, it was a little bit embarrassing. Yeah. I mean, I think Alvin had 30 passes at one stage, and... The Olays were coming the out. The Olays were coming out and I mean Stoke completely bereft of confidence, you could see that. And at two, there was no way in a million years they were getting back into it at two mm. now. And the next twenty minutes were a procession. But great win. I stand by what Billich says, it's a difficult place to go, it is. Mm. They've got like they are they've just had lost their manager, the players there have cost a lot of money. Really they need to impress for whoever comes in. So mm. great three points. Well O'Neill's coming now, hasn't he? He has, yeah. Not sure about that point. Yeah, though. it's a strange one because he doesn't have much club experience, does he? No, and I it might be wrong. I'm sorry if we've got any like Northern Irish listeners. I might be completely wrong, but mm. I always think there's not a lot of pressure on him there. I always see Northern Ireland as like the plucky ones. Yeah, you never expect you never to qualify, expect either. them to do anything. And then whenever they get a result, it's like, oh, brilliant, brilliant, well done. Do you know what I mean? Is that is that patronising? No, I know what you mean because like Northern Ireland, I swear I remember them getting like a result against like Germany or someone. Was yeah, like, it was oh. remember that David Healy, wasn't it? I mean, he used to bang him in for it. Yeah, it's like, oh yeah, they got a great result against Germany, and then they'll go to lose and lose like to Kosovo or Faroe <laughs> Islands or something, and you're like, oh, it's just Northern Ireland. Though. Yeah. So and now he's going to be under. A, immense pressure to keep mm. them up so look for me they should have got Pulis I think it's that bad mm. if I'm honest the situation they're in I think it's that bad they need him but they wouldn't have gone down under him would they you wouldn't have thought so would you they'd have just had like he'd have probably brought Rory Dillap out of retirement to be honest get the long throw-ins again looked in good shape to be fair yeah it didn't doesn't yeah. Yeah, he's greying a little bit but otherwise it's all right. <laughs> happens to all of us um yeah, so, I mean, who stood out for you then? I mean, you've already said Robson Carne. Um Romain Sawyers. Sawyers was very good, wasn't he? Very, the, I mean, the ball good. over the top for the Robson Carne header, which almost goes in. Yeah, ridiculous. That would have been a joke of a goal. That would have been a great goal, wouldn't that? Yeah. Um, it's a real shame that didn't go in. Because it was... Everyone did well, didn't they? Everything about it was so good. But even the header, the diving header, I thought, oh, that's destined for the bottom corner. Yeah, it was a great header. Yeah, it just, um, it just hits the post, doesn't it? So yeah, I thought Sawyer's was absolutely magnificent. To be fair, and I mean he was—he's a perfect player for that type of game when you're dominating mm. the ball and when you need to just keep recycling possession and keep that tempo going, um, keep playing in the opposition's half. That's what he's very, very good at. Remain. He helps squeeze teams up, um, mm. and he's just so calm. He's just so so calm on the ball. Um, really, really nice comments actually from Remain and Billich. Mm. So. The Billich comments, we've put it all out today in one big story. Yeah. Um, the Billich comments actually came from after the game mm. on Monday. Um, they just kept, they just, I just haven't used them yet. So he was saying that he'll never basically be happy with Remain. He thinks he's brilliant, but he's always going to want more from him. Yeah. Um, 
And that, you can understand that. You can understand why he's always going to push him and push him and push him and push him. Comes from a good place. Comes it? from a good place. Yeah, it's tough love almost. Mm. But um, I mean, he is like. A, is it fair to say he's like a he's like he's like a Jabi Alonso type player, really, isn't he? And you're like pushing yeah, I mean, him into. You want to you want to push him towards more more. You want to push him towards greatness, don't you, Rafael? Mm. You want to push him to be like a top Premier League player. It reminds me so much of the way Villa fans adore Jack Grealish. The yeah. way that Albion fans adore Romain Sawyer's, and it's it's funny because he went away and then he's come back, and the love is still there. Yeah, yeah, and, no. and they want him. I think we all know he's a player more than capable of playing the Premier League, and I think he'd do a good job in the Premier League. Yeah, me too. Yeah, um, and it just reminds me of the way that Villa fans are always behind Jack Grealish. I think it's the same with Albion fans and, and Romain Sawyer's. So two points very very quickly because I don't want to talk about Villa. But I am so bored with Villa fans saying Jack Grealish needs to be in the England squad. Give it a rest. Oh my God, it's so boring. Um, but anyway, um, Romain really nicely said, I think he said he, in his interview they put out on the club media yesterday, described himself as a Marmite player. Now I know what he means by that, really from his Walsall days, mm. when obviously I watched him I watched him for them and he was absolutely sensational for Walsall. But... He has got this languid style. He does look, he does look a bit lazy. If we're mm. being honest, it's, it's what Berbatov used to have. Yeah, I, like, yeah. it's like it's like it's like the way they carried themselves. And I can remember people used to come out of statistics with Berbatov that he covers just as much ground, if not more ground, than mm. other players. But I don't know if it's the running style or whatever it is. But he did come in for criticism at Warsaw. Mm. Um, and I think he had a shaky spell at Brentford as well, um, yeah. and he overcame that. <clears throat> At Brentford, but he said he's never had it at Albion. He's never had. He feels like the fans have taken to him straight away, um, and I just think that's that's fantastic, really, because he has had his he has had his critics and he has had question marks over him. But mm. Nat, but look, he's obviously got better, yeah. a hell of a lot better since he was at yeah, Warsaw, yeah. and he's and but it does. He is at home, isn't he? Yeah, he yeah. is at home. He he feels at home at the club. Albion fans really appreciate the type of player he is. They also appreciate that he is one of their own. He is like he developed in Albion's academy, mm. um, and it's just yeah, it's just a, it's a really nice story, isn't it? Yeah, it's just a really nice story from an absolutely smashing lad. Who I mean, I interviewed him a couple of weeks ago, and he was just he's so intelligent. Yeah. He's so 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 intelligent. Remains so he's such a thinker. Um, I'm just so pleased to see him doing so well. I really am. Just looks right wearing an Albion shirt. He does. He's one of them players that you just picture in a certain shirt. Some players are just meant to be. You know, sometimes when you look at a player signing for a club, it doesn't feel quite right. Yeah. And you look at them in the shirt, and it doesn't feel quite right. Yeah. Um, feel a bit like that with Griezmann at Barcelona. Something not quite right about it. I always felt that with Beckham when he left Man United. Never really looked. He looked good in the Madrid shirt, though, didn't he? He looked all right in it, but I always saw him in a United shirt. Yeah, he always is synonymous, isn't like it? Like the Vodafone United shirt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know what you mean, yeah. It just, it didn't seem right otherwise. And apart from England, he looked good in an English shirt as well. Yeah, but Sawyer's is right in an Albion shirt, isn't it? The green and yellow or the or the, or the the standard kind of blue and white. Yeah, he belongs. That's what, he's, he's at the club where he should be at. He's, yeah. where he, he's back where he belongs. Yeah. Um, under the massive microscope. Oh, we're doing massive microscope, aren't we? We are indeed. Um... Who's, who or what is under the microscope today? So Mateus Pereira is under the microscope. Oh, right. So I think we're seeing the evolution of Mateus Pereira um, in an Albion shirt and in English football. I think mm. the last three games in particular 
have been very, very interesting in the sense that <clears throat> against Barnsley, mm. it was completely... Basically, Mateus Pereira is now being man-marked. It's yeah. as simple as that. The surprise factor is gone. Um, when he first joined, the first 10 or so games, he played out wide on a couple of occasions, didn't he? Yeah. Um, then obviously he came in to be number 10. And I think he went... <clears throat> he's gone from being an unknown quantity to very quickly being the best number 10 in the division, probably the best player in the division. Yeah, fair? Probably. That's fair, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and everyone knows that now. Everyone knows Mateus Pereira is exceptional. So obviously that's been counteracted the last couple of games. But <clears throat> starting with the Barnsley game, I mean, Barnsley did play that, that five at the back and two midfield screeners. Mm. And he did get absolutely next to no space. He was man. Uh, he, he was quiet. Yeah. Um, so that was that was a, that was a lesson for him. That was definitely a lesson for him that night. Um, <clears throat> against Charlton, he was much much better. Mm. Now they again played with five at the back, but with only one screen at that time. Yeah. But I noticed in that game, <clears throat> he played in the area that Billich calls half wide. Okay. So obviously, not everyone want to get what wide is. And then half wide is sort of around the eighteen yard, the corner of the eighteen yard box, yeah, and then yeah, maybe yeah. between there and the D. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Um, so he, yeah, he he, he, dr- he drifted into those spaces a lot more, half wide, because Billich sometimes says he wants the team to go half wide before they go wide. Mm. That's a, a way you can get space. Yeah, just slowing things down, go half wide. Um, so. I thought it was brilliant, absolutely brilliant in that game against Charlton. Of course, he sent in loads of dangerous crosses, of which Albion scored from. Um, but they should have got more goals. Darnell mm. Furlong, in particular, um, yeah. <clears throat> really big chance. So <clears throat> he, you could tell he had learnt from the Barnsley game mm. against Charlton. Against Stoke, um, he came in for a real, real difficult after, evening. <clears throat> Against Ndai, yeah, who is a fourteen million pound player. He's a good player. Um, he's a good player, um, and basically was going to stop him by hook or by crook. Yeah, um, off the ball, he was dragging him to the floor every time. Um, <clears throat> came in for all sorts of rough treatment, Pereira. But I still thought he had a good game. Mm. I still thought he had a good game, and the reason why he had a good game was because he's an exceptionally gifted footballer. And a lot of the times when it was played to his feet, he used his first touch to go away from the man. Now, he's not going to come up against players like Ndai most weeks. No. Um, but he still had an answer, I think. He still had an answer to that. I mean, in, in the end, he was subbed. He was still quiet by Mateus Pereira's standards. But I think that's what we're going to see over the next couple of weeks. I think he, he's not going to be quite as influential as he was, mm. maybe like earlier in the season. <clears throat> but got absolutely no doubt he'll adapt. And I think by Pereira being so closely marked... That helps others though, doesn't it? It helps Sawyers, for example. Sawyers mm. get on the ball more and it'll help um, Dean Garner and Phillips, hopefully, if they come inside a little bit more. May even help whoever the striker is yeah. um, dropping back. So all, all still positives. And the beauty is Pereira's so good, it'll still be effective. Yeah. Um, but I think we are going to see him evolve slightly and maybe just have a slightly, be slightly different to how he has been. I suppose the key for him is if you know you're going to be man marked <clears> and you're going to be fouled a little bit more often, is to not rise to the to the treatment you're getting and, yeah. and just kind of keep your cool because take it as a compliment that teams are doing this to you because they they know they can't stop you by playing ordinarily. They're having to foul you. They're having to bring you down. And winning free kicks, I know it's not going to be 
you know, Pereira dancing around players and banging it in the top corner, which he would want to do. But winning free kicks in positions like that gives a great opportunities for Semi Ajayi, yeah, Kyle yeah. Bartley, <clears throat> Hagazi when he's in the side. Furlong's got springs on him. He can get up and head the ball well. It's going to create more chances in other areas. So he has to he has to think of it that way. I think. Yeah, well. yeah, yeah. Completely agree. Yeah, and space is everything to this Albion team. So mm. if he if he takes players away, look, Dean Garner will hurt you. Only Matt Phillips will hurt you. Sawyer's will hurt you. Um, everyone can hurt you. In this everyone Albion can team. hurt you. Everyone can hurt you. So yeah. So <clears throat> his role might just have to adapt slightly. I think. I think mm. it is adapting. I think it, the last couple of games, but still a fabulous footballer. Certainly is, and another fabulous footballer is Grady Dean Garner, and the news about him will be. Music to the ears of Albion fans. Yeah, music. I think everyone's just going to be slightly cautious. Um, you have to say it's a boost, though. It's a boost. It's a big, 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 big boost. And you've got to say that what Pellegrini has said is a lot more encouraging than what Cloud Powell said last season. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ari Harvey Barnes, of course. Um, <clears throat> it is a lot more encouraging. Um, but the truth is, I mean, I did a comment piece on it earlier this week <clears throat> primarily because Sky did their story saying that West Ham are considering re- recording them well that story annoyed me and the reason why it annoyed me is because there isn't a player out on loan who isn't being considered for a return they were probably considering it the moment they let him go they were considering it the moment they let him go um, like the word considering <clears throat> isn't the best use of word I mean even if <clears throat> so of course, they're considering it. Like they'd be, they've got to consider it. Albion have got to look at all the players they've got out on loan. Mm. I mean, you got to, you've got to consider things. So, but everyone's on the same page, aren't they? And I think the important thing with Dean Garner is you've got to remember this is a player they wanted out on loan. Mm. They want him playing every week. They, it couldn't be going any better for him, could it? He's no. part. He's playing every week. He's part of a side that's performing at the top of the division. He's a big, big part of that side. He's gaining huge experience. He's got a fantastic relationship with Billich. He's got a fantastic relationship with Pereira. I mean, West Ham are getting everything they want out of this loan. Mm. And there's no doubt his future's at West Ham long term. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, it couldn't be going any better. I think everyone's... Look, everyone's slightly worried, of course, because of what happened with Harvey Barnes last season. That is a great case study. Of course it is. Mm. Of course it is. Just as good a case study... Um, is Mount and Samore at Chelsea? Yeah. Um, who are in the England squad? I don't know if they're in today. The one that came out. Uh, I'm not too sure if they're in the latest one. No, I'm not sure. They were definitely. Well, they're in the last yeah, one. Yeah, they're in the last one. Um, and yeah, so but they played all season at Derby. Yeah. <clears throat> they played and massively benefited for playing all season at Derby. So same, same with Tammy Abraham. Chelsea did great work with their loanies. And Tommy Abraham, yeah, of course, yeah. yeah. Um, so all, so, and don't get me wrong, Harvey Barnes has done amazingly at Leicester. God, he's absolutely integral to that side now. Mm. Um, but he hasn't received an England call-up, has he? No. Um, so I don't, I'm not, I'm not knocking him. I'm not saying he should be in England. So what I'm saying is, there's, there's a big benefit to staying out playing games, and you can see that on Man. You can see it with tomorrow. You can see it with Abraham. I think everyone really wants Dean Garner to stay mm. um, and benefit from playing. But of course, obviously, if West Ham are really really struggling mm. and they have the players on the left well Felipe Anderson really and Mikel Antonio Antonio's coming back from an injury he's supposed to be back in the new year anyway Felipe Anderson's just not hit form mm. this season I mean he's a 50 million pound player a full 30-40 million pound player so you'd imagine he will come good but um, 
yeah, if things go carry on disastrously there, then there's a chance he could be recalled. But as it stands, it looks very, very. It looks. I think it looks highly likely Dean Garner will stay at Albion. Mm. Well, judging by the quotes, <clears> uh, this is what Pellegrini said. I think that Grady is doing what we wanted for him, same as Josh Cullen. He's a player, without any doubt, will be part of West Ham in the future. I trust a lot in Grady, and I think it was better for him to go and play 40 games this season and be ready for next season than to play here just some games. I think he must finish his season where he is. Pretty much, unless there's a massive change of tact now, uh, or if, God forbid, Pellegrini gets to boot, you've got to think that Pellegrini, after he said that, you wouldn't want to really eat his words. What he won't want is to lose games as West Ham manager. So if he believes mm. that bringing having Grady Dean Gunner the team will help him win games or call him back, I mean, making him eat his words, he's not going to lose. He's not. I don't think he'll lose any sleep over that. So mm. that's why we've got. Uh, <clears throat> that's why we're all. Everyone's a West. I mean, that's why we're all West Ham fans at the minute. Hashtag pray for Pellegrini. Uh, <laughs> pray for Pellegrini. I mean, God knows what you're going to do. You're supporting three teams now. Uh, <laughs> well, at least two of them wear claret and blue, right? <laughs> um, but. Um, yeah, let's look. look it's all, it all sounds very, very, very encouraging. But we're all going to be. West Ham can recall Dean Garner from January the 1st to January 16th. Mm. We're all going to be a lot happier on January 17th, aren't we? If he stays. Yeah, if he stays, yeah. What a, what percentage chance would you give us now? January 17th arrives. Is Dean Garner still wearing the green and yellow of West Brom? 70. I think it's about 85 now. No, know? I don't think it is 85. West Ham have lost the last three games. So what you're telling me is they're due a win. Well, what I'm telling you is if we don't start winning soon, then everyone's in, then they're in real trouble and they're going to have to change something. Um, so I'd say seventy percent. <clears throat> All right. Well, either way, it's good signs, good early signs. Um, right. Shall we get to questions? Yes. We've got loads of questions. I'm going to try and get through as many as we can, um, but we're half an hour in. So first one comes from Chris WBA. Hull are very much on form. What do you see as their danger areas and how do you think we will overcome? Also, what food are you expecting? Um, so are we doing a whole section? We're going to do a whole section. A whole preview. We are doing a whole preview. So we'll answer that in the whole preview. Food-wise, because I've got a mate who works for Hull, Daniel Briggs, from oh, yeah. the media yeah, officer. Yeah, yeah. At, yeah. Um, um, Couple Warsaw. drinks for you after the game. We're going to have lunch, yeah. Pre-match lunch. Oh, very nice. So I texted him about the food because I actually saw that tweet. I was like, "Oh, we would go." They want to know what. So what, and they were like, "He was like his pies, pies." So I'm not happy with that. So it might be another McDonald's on the way. Yeah. Really, pies and mash. That's a good. That's good though. That is. That's, I know. I bet you're gutted, aren't you? Not I am. I am a little. Good bit. for you. Not good for me. Yeah, never mind. So um, pie, but we will talk about Hulk. I've got a lot to say about Hulk. Yeah, we've got plenty to say about Hulk. Ryan P. Glasgow, uh, what sort of drinks are you hoping for? At Hulk That's tomorrow? ridiculous. We're not no, moving it's on not. to drinks. No, We're not it's moving not. on to drinks. I'll, I'll tell you what's great when you go to places like Brighton. They've got like they've got like big fridges. Like you know when you go into a newsagent, <laughs> yeah. they've got massive fridges. You can just take whatever you want. So I'm there like grabbing like four or five Coke Zeros for the journey. Look over. how excited you are about that. You literally do spring to life with these food and drink ah, questions. I genuinely like. There's nothing more important in my life. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Nothing more important. Well, it keeps me alive, mate. <laughs> the only thing more important. It does important, keep you alive. The only right. thing more important is the oxygen I'm breathing. You've got yeah, you've got a point. If you're gonna be if you're gonna be passionate about something, make it food and drink. But yeah, they've got like big fridges. Have you been to Hull? No, I've not been to Hull. Before. So you don't know if they've got big fridges. They had fridges at Fulham, if you remember. Yeah, they were good. We got we all took a coke for the road. Yeah, we did. 
Yeah. I always feel bad doing it because I take like three or four and then like I start looking around and like, anyone going to collar me for this? Ah. Uh, I, th- I think they think people are going to do that. Yeah, of course they do. At Wembley, I have a big like pick and mix thing, which everyone just takes from. Wembley's got loads of big fridges full of drinks. Yeah. Mm. They lock them though. <laughs> I'll tell you what, gets after full time, they're throwing a padlock on them. They yeah, don't want you taking any more, I'll tell you that. I'm not having Luke Hatfield raiding them. They've been no, raided by Luke Hatfield yeah. too many times. That's it, I did two playoff finals. The second time they were wise to me. Um, Jack um, asks if you could have one player that used to play for West Bromwich Albion who is still playing and on their current form, who would you take? He says permanently because I didn't. I misread this originally. I was like, Lukaku? He was there on loan. Oh, yeah, because you definitely, definitely have Lukaku. Oh, that's a yeah. thinker, that is. But that's uh, permanent West Brom players. Oh, no. I don't know. You have to think about it. Did you see the goal Jay Rodriguez scored, by the way? Was it up for goal of the month? That's why he said permanent as well, so we don't say Dwight Gale. Yeah. Uh, I see what, sorry? Hmm? What did you say? Oh, Jay Rodriguez, his goal for Burnley? Um, the other day? No, no, I didn't see oh, it. Oh, phenomenal. Wow, this world. You never did that for Albion. Hits it from like 30 yards. Did he not do that for Albion? No, not a 30 yard screamer like that. Not that I can remember. Nearly scored one against Villa, but Jed Steer pulled off a save in the playoff semi. That was that would have been a good goal. Still playing now is the tricky bit. Yeah, because I'm trying to think of players who are still playing now. I wouldn't want Ben Foster back. No. I think Sam Johnson is younger. Uh, yeah, I want some, yeah. Um, I wouldn't have Craig Dawson the form he's in. No. I wouldn't, have, I wouldn't have Jay Rodriguez back. I don't know. Up top, with them three behind him. Um, He'd do a job. Can't have Alvy Barnes, can we? Krakowiak? <laughs> 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 huh? Still playing now. It's a tough one, isn't it? Yeah. We'll come back to it. Unless you can think of one now. No. Struggling. Struggling. Good question, that. Yeah. Think, think, think about it. I'd love to know their answer. Yeah, yeah. Give us your answer. Reply to Give us your answer, Jack, at WBA1199. Has anyone replied to it? No, it's got one like, though. Um, Jeeves, at local Baggies fan, asks, Willock not getting any game time yet in the first team. How has he seemed to you in PL2? I understand he's been patient and waiting for game time, but do you think Benfica may be annoyed that he's not playing that they may recall him in January. So don't you think... I think there's an agreement in place that that Albion can buy Willock. Mm. And apparently the noises are that they do really want to. Um, well, judging by the time he spent at Benfica, he wasn't playing there either. No, he wasn't playing there either, was he? So, so, well, it's not like they could, It's not like they can really complain. So I think he's very much seen as a, as a project um, by Albion. A long-term project. From what we're hearing, they still want to buy him. Um... He's still very much part of the club's plans long term, um, but he's just not he's just not playing at the minute. It's is, it is an odd one. I mean, mm. you can understand why people ask the question often and why he, con- he is constantly spoken about because it's not often you bring in a player from a club like Benfica mm. um, and they don't even don't even show up they, in the, in the squad. On, no, not in the squad. So. So he looked good. I've only watched one Premier League Two game. He looked he looked good in it. He did look really really good in it. I mean they all looked good in the game to be honest because Swansea weren't up to much. Carl Edwards still looked better mm. for me, um, and I can certainly see why he is ahead of him um, in the pecking order. But 
Yeah, it is, an odd, it is an odd situation, but I think we're all just going to have to get our head around the fact that Willock is liked by the Albion hierarchy. They see him as a player with immense potential. They don't think he's there yet. They just do not think he's there yet, but they believe they can develop him and they mm. believe they can get the best out of him. I think he will be signed by them full-time, and, and hopefully in the years to come, he'll be a very, very, very good player for them. But at the moment... He's A, seen as a work in progress, and B, he's not, he's behind everyone else. He mm. is behind Pereira, he is behind Kravinovic, he is behind Phillips, he is behind Dean Garner, he is behind Carl Edwards. So, while you've got that, I can understand why the, he constantly is spoken about, but when you've got that embarrassment of riches almost, and it is yeah. an embarrassment of riches, like yeah. with those with those, with those players. So, yeah, that's just the way it, the way it is at the moment. Um, but hopefully, long term, he will get a shot. Yeah, well, you got to hope he will do, and if the club rating, then it could could well happen. Um, Matt Slater says no foot, no food talk equals riot. Doesn't matter, Matt. I've got it. I've got you covered, mate. Um, Chris WBA again. Uh, can we start a GoFundMe pa- oh. <laughs> page to buy Luke Hatfield a baggy show? If anyone wants to start that GoFundMe page, that would be fantastic. If you start the page and reporting um, it, I will tweet it. I will report it. Mate, what are you going to report it for? In factual content. <laughs> Yeah, they've definitely got that rule. You can definitely report it on those grounds. Oh, right, if anyone okay. wants to start that funny page, that would be absolutely fantastic. I mean... How much yeah. is your shirt? 50 quid? Yeah, I'm paying more than that nowadays with printing and stuff. You need 100 people to talking donate like 50p. 75 quid, you're talking at least. 75 quid? Yeah, for name, number and the shirt. Ah, I've pulled some strings. Christ. I'm not wearing it. <laughs> You'd sleep in it. I would not. Um, Sophia outlines, would Chris Brunt really leave us to play at Stoke for Michael O'Neill? Good question, that. Um, I don't think he would, though. He's been at Albion so long. I think he might. I think he oh, might. Um, that would be... It's a step down, that is. Step, it is a step down. Oh, God, yes, step down. But I wonder how happy he is having such a bit part role. And... Obviously, with Gareth Barry coming back as well. You do think his chances are minimal now, His, his chances are minimal, and you just think, will he just want to be a big part of something again? I think there's a chance he might. Do you reckon he'd be a big part of that sort of squad? I think he'd be a very, very... Yeah, the players have got there. They've got Joe Allen and bloody Ryan Woods. Well, they haven't got... Ryan Woods doesn't play. Oh, uh, yeah, but he's under a new manager now, so he's... Yeah, true. They've got Klukas, who I thought was their best player on Monday. Exactly. So there's three, there's three players who... No offence to Chrissy Brunton, should really be starting ahead of him. I know, but they're going to need leaders, aren't they? In the situation they're in, he is a leader. Mm. Well, um, that's it. They've, they've lost a lot of that because they lost Glenn Whelan, they lost a couple of others. And managers always want players they know and managers who are like the epitome of them on the field and who can help deliver their message. I think he'd be a really good signing for Stoke. I think the more you think about it, the more clever the signing is. Mm. I think it would be a shrewd move for them. I hope he doesn't go, um, but I wouldn't be surprised. I just pictured Brunty retiring, you know, as an Albion player. Mm. Yeah, I think, well, the end of this season? Not necessarily the end of the season, because um, he seems to me like one of them players who would hang around, even if you go into the Premier League, does barely plays a minute, but just he has that influence behind the scenes, and I think you're losing someone there. I think he is disappointed not to be playing more. Yeah, I, I, I think mean, I could understand that completely. I think he does want to be playing more, uh, but then... I think he'll, he'll obviously understand his place as well, but 
I generally, I mean, look, I've, I've not asked any questions about it, but obviously there's some Twitter rumours. I, I don't know. I think there could be something in that. Mm. Just my opinion. I don't. I think it wouldn't. I think it'd be a very good move for Stoke. It would really be, do. but I hope it doesn't happen. Mm. Just, it just doesn't seem right to me. He's a player I see in Nelmanshire, like remote sort of. Um, Paul Chapel, you're offered two million a year for the stadium to be called the Wolverhampton Wanderers Football Club Stadium. Would you accept? No, I would not. Not a chance. You no. could offer me ten times that amount, and I'd be like, "No, you're right." You can't like. That is like, important, but there's some things you can't buy. Like, don't get me wrong. If you offered, if you offered me like that kind of money a year to, for it to be called, I don't know, the Emirates, like like Arsenal's is, for example, you consider it. But you're naming them after your no, biggest yeah, bloody rival. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Can you imagine that? Never going to happen. Can you imagine Molyneux being called West Bromwich Albion Football Club Stadium? <laughs> I would love to see that. There'd be riots. Um, Ethan says you two are actually legends. Fair play. That's probably for Thanks doing the Ethan. podcast. Yeah. Thanks, Ethan. Nice guy. Jason Wheeler, at what point do the, does the journey up to Hull tomorrow, are we going to have to turn... Uh, one minute, I've read this question all wrong. At what, what point into the journey up to Hull tomorrow are we going to have to swim the rest? Damn good question. Whether or not looking promising. Have you not seen what happened at Meadow Hall last night? Nope. Is it called Meadow Hall in Sheffield? The way you shop? Don't know. Oh, I know. I know where you're on about. <laughs> the shopping centre. Yeah. Oh, it's Meadow that? Hall, isn't is it? Is it? Is it? It might be. You might be right. If it's not Meadow Hall, then it's, yeah, everyone will know what we mean. Um, yeah, people slept in there last night. It's right by the motorway, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. People oh, what slept happened? in what, there. Is it, is it tipping it down right? Absolutely flooded. Yeah. Where have you been? I've been in Birmingham, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't been in Yorkshire. Put um, that way. Yeah, I haven't been up. Up where Hull is? No, but it's been on over. It's been on over the news. It's not good for us digital sports journalists. I've been busy, man. Even busy. This morning, right? I was at bloody Selco Builders Warehouse playing darts against. I'm going to have to edit that out. No, you're not editing out. Don't edit it out. I've got to bleep it. Don't edit it out. I've got to bleep it. Don't bleep it. I've got to. I guess. I can't believe I've done that. You can tell them how you were to go there. <laughs> Jesus. Um, against uh, the Iceman. I, was, I played a, a leg of darts against him. <laughs> Got absolutely tonked. I'm not surprised. I can't believe I've just sworn in the podcast. I'll never do that. Um, <laughs> Christ almighty, what is wrong? You know what it is? It's Friday afternoon. I'm, I'm packing this in. Um, Joe Chapman. He's not allowed to ask a question. He is. I asked a question in his West Brom Q and A the other day. Did you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know we were we were coming back from uh, Borough. We were, he drove to Borough, didn't he? Yeah. Uh, we were having a discussion about music, um, and <laughs> we had a very heat. Well, not a heated debate. We had a passionate debate over over bands. Uh, so we asked for questions. I replied with uh, Green Day or Red Hot Chilies. Right. He just replied with a GIF, just the face palm GIF. Right. But so I've I've asked a question, so he's more than welcome to ask a question. I don't think he listens to this, you know. I bet he does. I don't think he does. Do you not think he does? I don't think he would. Anyway, we'll see because he'll respond. Can I have the odds on a beef stew being the order of the day at the cake on, please? Well, it's not. But oh, thank God it isn't. That'd be worth some pie. I replied with a proper good gif. Did you? Yeah, nice little beef stew there, sizzling beef stew. Uh, Paul Chapel again. Three things to improve the squad. Three things to improve the squad. Pacey striker. Yeah. What else do we need? Pacey striker. <laughs> <laughs> and a Pacey striker. Yeah. 
I think that's all you need. I think that's all this squad needs. Um, three things to improve the squad. So, Pacey striker number one. Yeah. There's nothing else really, is there? I'm happy with everything else. Maybe, maybe. Is there a Livermore replacement? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're right. I think a Jai could go in there though. Yeah, but then you're taken away from the back line, aren't you? But then you bring a Garzi in. Which means you can't play as high a line. No, you can't play as high a line, I agree. But, but I'm happy. I'm really happy with the squad. Yeah, I don't think there's much work needs doing in January. Furlan and Ferguson, you're happy at right back, aren't you? Yeah. You're happy with the centre backs? Yeah. You're happy with the left backs? Yeah. I'm happy with the goalkeeper. Happy with the goalkeeper, yeah. Even the backup goal. You know what? If Sam Johnston got injured, I'd be happy with uh, Bond or Al Habsi coming in. For backup, yeah, yeah, he could, he could, he could be out for three months and it wouldn't bother me. I didn't, I wouldn't say, oh, I'll be in trouble there. I'll have his experience, man. He's played Premier League. Yeah, yeah, he's, he was, he was, yeah, he's a good keeper. We'll go Pacey striker. And we'll go maybe a defensive midfielder. I've got to remember to bleep that thing out. <laughs> um, just for protection, because I would rather like, I'd rather keep a giant in the back four. I'm with you. Mm. Um, just a physical centre but the, could Rakeem, Rakeem Harper play there where, where in Livermore's position um, I don't know tough to say isn't it um, three things is hard three things is hard just give me give me a pacey striker times three yeah no disrespect how great is that though not to, not to be able to do three things when you're struggling to pick out three problems yeah. it's a good sign isn't it uh, Dan Nash will the Albion have a lot on their plate at Hull tomorrow this is a ridiculous post is it likely to be a spicy winter warmer or a bland, more of a bland serving? I guess the proof will be in the pudding, but another three points to the album will put the cherry on top of a great week. Thanks for that, Dan. What a question. But we'll talk about Hull in a very short period of time. Uh, Alf WBAV3, pineapple on pizza? Obviously not. Yeah, I mean, you responded to this and I criticise you for responding because yeah. it's great podcast chat, but I agree with you there. That's It's not right. Um Paul Chappell, if a defender dives in their own box is it, and is penalised, is it a penalty? I don't understand the question, really. So a defender is in their own penalty area. So they're defending their own goal. They're in their own like area. Yeah. Say they put the ball past like the striker who goes in for a challenge and he dives. Striker doesn't touch him. Referee's like, that's a dive, yellow card. The defender's dive, so he's got yellow card, yeah. But it's in his own area. Yeah. So is it a penalty? Why would it be a penalty? Because it's in the penalty area. A foul has been committed in the penalty area. In, I'm still in the defender's own penalty area. Yeah, this is going to be great podcast material. Okay. I just don't understand the question. So right, Sam Johnston is in goal. Yeah. Hagazi <clears throat> is ahead of him. Yeah. Right. There's a load of pressure on Albion. The ball is at Hagazi's feet in his own penalty area. Yeah. He dinks it past Jared Bowen. Yeah. Jared Bowen pulls out of a challenge. Hagazi dives onto the floor, acts like he's been shot. Referee's yeah. like, yellow card, Hagazi. You've, you've dived in your own penalty area. Yeah. Is it a penalty to Hull? No. Well, what is it? I think it's a drop ball. To Hull? No, drop ball's a 50-50. Why would it be a drop ball? He's dived. It's not going to be a penalty. There's no, no foul has been committed on a Hull player. So is it an indirect free kick? Because if, if you dive... Out anywhere else, it's a free kick to the other team. Yeah, I genuinely don't know the answer. Do you? 
I'm assuming it'll be an indirect free kick. I'm assuming it'll be a drop ball. I don't think it'll be a drop ball. <laughs> You're penalising him for something and then saying, no, here you go, you've got half a chance to get the ball back. I think it'll be an indirect free kick. It'd be like a back pass. It's a good question, that. Do your research, man. Yeah. It's a good, that is a good question. Um, Paul asks again, another good question. Why do keepers always walk out second in lineups? See, I don't know, but I looked at the reply... And someone said that they think because... Numbers are in order. Numbers are in order. Oh, that's got to be it. Maybe that's, it's just one of them things. It's just the keeper comes out second. I think that... But they would be number one. Yeah, no, I think it's going to be that. But what about, like, um, Mignolet was always... No, not Mignolet. Who was it? Who was always number 22? Jaskalainen. He always came out second. He was number 22. Yeah, but back in the day, you everyone wore 1 to 11, didn't they? So yeah. it wouldn't matter if you were, like... Um, Second choice, you'd wear number one for that game. Fair enough. Goalkeepers used to wear number two. Did you know that? I didn't know that. That's where the term second choice comes from. No, like number two. Oh. Do you know what I mean? When who's your number two? Yeah. Who's your number two? It's Jonathan Bond or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, that's where that. It, they all used to wear one and two goalkeepers. Interesting. Will Matthews? Was it just me who, when the camera cut to Austin changing his shirt on Monday, thought he looked slightly overweight for a professional sportsman? No, that's harsh no it wasn't just him who thought that oh uh, really I did think he looked a little bit tubby you yeah reckon? did you not do you not I, I didn't, don't know I didn't it. see it I didn't see it to be honest the clipping question ah yeah I don't think he did look in the best shape if I'm honest mm. I don't know whether it's just physique like some some like, people just naturally die, are just like a little bit bigger but yeah. like they're still like super fit yeah yeah and he is like he runs around a pitch for ninety minutes, he's, he's still fit. He's fit, yeah. He's putting in a shift. That's the one thing you, he's definitely, definitely putting in a shift. Mm. But I have to admit, I I know exactly what why he's asking that question. I did look at him and think, mm, he he doesn't he doesn't look trim. Mm. Um, it's just another another question mark over his head, isn't it? I've always thought about tennis players. You know, you know when you see tennis players like Wimbledon, say you're watching Wimbledon, and they do that thing where they really sway, so they pull their shirt up and wipe their face down with their shirt. None of them look ripped. You're joking. They look I, absolutely they look absolutely ripped. I don't think so. See Murray, he's absolutely ripped. Murray's slim. I don't think he's ripped. He's ripped, mate. I just think he's slim. But like you look at like I always remember it, Andy Roddick never looked like ripped, but the guy could like plough a serve. Don't get me wrong, like I wouldn't wouldn't want to face one of his serves back in the day. Oh yeah, no, it was lightning fast, isn't it? Yeah, hopefully that's what it is, just a bit. I think yeah. it's just body type, isn't it? Some people are naturally... Like, Matt Phillips, just always hench. Yeah. Jake Livermore's the same. Livermore's... Yeah. He's just naturally, like, muscly. Yeah. Mm, I, Whereas I, Sawyers, I think, will never, would never... He could go to the gym and work and work and work. He would never get a body like Matt Phillips or... Yeah. Or, or no, Livermore. I know what you mean, yeah. Sawyers is a bit more gangly, isn't he? Yeah. Um... Oh, don't get me wrong, I'm sure he could put muscle on. I'm just saying he wouldn't have. I bet he is quite ripped, you know, Sawyer's. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I understand what the question's being asked on Sawyer, on um, Austin. Fair enough. David Baker, does the analysis that you covered in your recent article, Joe, have any influence on transfer targets? No, it doesn't. I didn't go into that, and I think that's just a bit of a shame, really. But I couldn't have fitted it in anyway, because we did so much. But It was good, that article, mate. I read oh, that. Oh, thank you, mate. Yeah, yeah very uh, good. You got any compliments from all over the shop? It didn't went down well, didn't it? Yeah, Matt, Wilson, was, Matt Wilson even commented. Matt Wilson's a good lad. Yeah, um, yeah so, but no, maybe I, I think I, I replied to the question. I think that could be a good follow-up one day. Mm. 
but yeah, no, yeah, I didn't ask that. It's, it's very, it's very, yeah, it's definitely something to look into. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple more questions. Do you think we'll start playing to Austin's strengths, or will we just sacrifice his position for the three behind him? Asks Saucy Sawyer's. So, have you seen the reply to that? Matt G. Grubby says... Read the reply. Play to his strengths. He gets more high-quality chances per 90 minutes than any other player in the league. His expected goals per game is higher than Mitrovic's. Yet Austin has one goal and Mitrovic has 11. His lack of goals is him. He's on him and him alone, not us not playing to his strengths. Wow. Now, I actually think they're both right in a strange sort of way. I've said it a million times before in this podcast. There is an element of this side that's not playing to Austin's strengths. Mm. I am repeating myself, but Bilic has said he wants Dean Garner, he wants Phillips in the box. Mm. They are they are there to score goals, Dean Garner and Phillips. They're not just there to create chances for Charlie Austin. Some teams set up just to get the strikers to score, some teams don't. The truth is, as we saw against Stoke, when it was Phillips getting on the end of the, on Dean Garner's delivery. Mm. Um, <clears throat> against Charlton, when Pereira was putting in balls, again it was Phillips getting on the end of it. I think Dean Garner, Dean Garner got on the end of a Phillips cross. Furlong got on the end of a Pereira cross. For some reason, it isn't it isn't Austin getting on the end of these crosses. That is, We said it earlier, didn't we? Plan A for Albion is get to this, the byline and deliver these low balls. Mm. They're so talented. Dean Garner is so talented. Phillips is so talented. Pereira is so talented. They can't stop them from doing that. Um, there's got to be a reason why it's not Austin getting on the end of them. It's tactical. He mm. is doing work outside the box. So there is an element of not set up for Charlie Austin, I believe. I personally believe. But that is very, very fair in terms of the XG stats. Yeah. The expected goal stats, if people don't know what XG is, but I think everyone pretty much does know what that is now. Mm. Um, he is getting... He is getting... He has had some very, very, very good chances that he's not taken. Um, the, I love the Not The Top 20 podcast. Mm. Um, I don't mind giving that a plug. They go into XG a lot. A couple of weeks ago, they put out some stats of put strikers significantly underperforming from their XG, basically. Players who are getting chances and not taking them. And Austin yeah. was high on that list. Mm. Um, so I think there's two elements to this. I think slightly the team aren't set up for the best of him. But when they are creating chances, he isn't making the most of them. There's no mm. doubt about that. It's twofold. It's definitely twofold, um, and that's why that's why why we keep saying it time and time and time again. At this moment in time, the one question mark over this team is Charlie Austin, and are Albion going to sign a striker in January? Isn't it? That's the two. Mm. That's the one. That's the two big things really. Everyone everyone's talking about um, bar Dean Garner this week, but yeah, it's interesting. It's very very interesting. Uh, Ollie Cook asks, along with a number of other people, who would you start up front? I tomorrow. I'd st- I'd still stick with Austin, you know. I'd go Zahor tomorrow. For I, I think he deserves a chance, and I think Austin may benefit from a little spell out of the limelight. You reckon? Um, and as much as I hate to say it, um. Robson Carnage is just too good off the bench. He's just mm. too good off the bench not to have that card up your sleeve. Yeah. Um, like I've, it's, that's that's really unfortunate for him because he he'll be wanting to start and thinking he can do it from the off. But he's just it's just too good. It's just such a good plan B. Mm. Um, I'd be tempted to give us a horror run. I would. Well, I don't know what it is. I think it's a bit nonsensical. But I still see Charlie Austin as Charlie Austin. And he could bang in a hat trick at any point. Mm. 
And uh, I, I do agree with there that. There has to be a point when you say, well, he's not done that for X period of time. We've I think we're on. at the point, personally. You reckon? We're 15 games in. And he's got... One league goal. We're a third of the way through. It's this. not great, is it? Um, I don't know what message it's sending to Zahor by not playing him. Mm. Like, he's come in for a lot of money in the summer. I, I think he deserves a shot. Mm. With Willock, with Carl Edwards, you just say to him, look, Matt Phillips and Dean Garner are doing the business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they would have to... St- like, you can see from Willock's quotes, you see what he said, but he's not... He understands he's that. Got, you've got to accept that, He you? understands that. I don't know how you can justify that to Zahor at the minute. Mm. Yeah. Um, so for that reason, I think he deserves a shot. Yeah. Well, I'm really sorry to everyone else who asked questions. There were so many good ones, but we just had so many and we've got so little time. Um... Right, okay. Um, very quick one. Um, I'm going to touch on Rob Spray again very quickly. Um, the family are asking for donations um, to the neonatal unit at New Cross Hospital instead of flowers for his funeral. Um, the petition to investigate his death is now at 93,000 signatures. Make sure you sign it. It's incredibly important that his sad passing away is investigated because it's not It's not on. There's so many questions and the family have just been left in limbo. 93,000 um, is so close as well to 100,000, mm, isn't it? It's so just one, just getting that over the line now. Yeah, if we can do so that. So close. Because so. it's, it's just dreadful, isn't it? It's just dreadful. Um, so yeah, make sure if you haven't signed that, do it already. Um, I'll post the link and stuff along with this in, in the story. Um, right, Hull City versus West Brom. Um a couple of weeks back, I say a couple, a fair few weeks back now, I kind of looked at this game. I thought, well, that's an Albion win. Um, not so much now. No, 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 not so much now. Very, very, very difficult game. <clears throat> the top two form teams in the league. Albion at the top of the form table over eight games. Hull a second. Um, it's going to be a cracker. Um, done a, we didn't like a little opinion comment thing on the game we do most put out most Fridays. But what... There's so many elements of this game that I find interesting. But the main one is that both teams are going to be able to go with plan A. Yeah. Albion are going to get on the ball. They're going to be they're basically going to be given possession. They're going to be able to dominate the ball. Sawyers and Livermore are going to have plenty of time on the ball. You'd hope Pereira will have plenty of time on the ball. They will have more than 50% possession tomorrow. Mm. can pretty much guarantee it. Probably more than 60 Um Hull beat Fulham last week 3-0 at Craven Cottage and they had 25% possession. Mm. Grant McCann has gone in there. He's setting them up as a counter-attacking team. He's done really, really well, Grant McCann. We are only 15 games in or whatever. He has evolved that team. At the start of the season, they were leaking goals. Left, right and centre. They were absolutely leaking goals. Um, He has tightened them up defensively but they have still kept their goal threat. Mm. And their goal threat essentially is Jared Bowen. Um, who scored, I think it was 22 goals um, last season playing off the right wing. Yeah. This, he's got, I think he's got 10. He's got I'm 10 and 16 this season. Amazed he's still a hole, you know. Amazed he's still there, yeah. I mean, to me, he is a type of player. I think he was, cl- like, I think Newcastle were linked in the summer. <clears throat> Might have been, yeah. I've, I've, I'm sure I've heard Spurs' name mentioned with him somewhere. Um, like he's, he would have been perfect for Newcastle. Mm. Absolutely perfect, but... <clears throat> So he is, was playing on the right wing last season. They have, they have switched him to be a false nine. Now, 
Interestingly, Billich doesn't like false nines. No, I remember that quote. Um, he's not for them, but he, they are playing with false nine, which is Bowen. He's one of the best finishers in the division, hands down, one of the best finishers in the division. Grzycki on the other side is a player I really like. He's a player I've said before that maybe if Dean Garner was to leave. Mm. Um, Every time I've seen him, he's really impressed me. He's play, Yeah, he's a good player. Um, bit of a boost there, number 10. Is it John Torral? 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 Mm. Spat- I'm, not, I'm not too sure how it's pronounced. Spaniard. Um, he's missing. He's injured for the game. <clears throat> so I'm not... I think they've got a lad Irvine who'll push into the 10 round and then keep Bowen in this yeah, false nine. Jackson nonsense. Irvine used to be a Burton, didn't he? Oh, that's a trap, yeah. Um, the Aussie bloke. So, it's going to be really, really interesting because Albion are going to want to have the ball and dominate possession and try and basically size Hull open. Yeah. Hull are going to want Albion to have the ball and sit back and try and hit him on the counter-attack. So, it's going to be a great tactical battle. Both teams are banging form. Bowen is going to be a real, real threat. Mm. Um, you always think with this Albion team, if they're at top form, if they play to their ability, they'll have enough. Mm. They will win the game. And that's how I see it going. I do think they'll get a result. Um, but it's gonna be it's gonna be a thriller. It really is gonna mm. be a thriller. It's not it's not gonna be end to end like like basketball type game, but it's gonna be it'll be quite tactical. I think Albion has to be really patient. They'll have a lot of the ball and that'll be it'll be slow at times. Mm. Um but I think it's going to be... I really think it's going to be a great game. I'm really looking forward to it. If they can... If, if Albion can counter the counter... Counter the counter, yeah. Transition. Then, yeah. Then um, uh, it's, it's, yeah. it's very much a Pep Guardiola phrase, I feel, like countering the counter or whatever yeah. it is. Um, but if they can do that, then I think they could give... Hull all sorts of problems all sorts of problems that's going to be massive that's what that is that's what people mean by transition isn't it when yeah. you as soon as you break and as soon as you win the ball and that would be fascinating I mean if Albion are passing 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 trying to break the way through lose possession whole break but Albion get it back and break mm. um, that's where you'd think they could get loads of joy mm. um, can't, like you say countering the counter um, yeah can't wait. Can't literally cannot wait for it. I think it's going to be a brilliant game. Really, really do. Really looking forward to it. What do you expect in terms of changes, team news, that kind of stuff? Uh, none. I think um, so. As Billich this morning about team news, and he said Gibbs is doing what he said with Gibbs. That basically, if they needed him to play, he'd play. Mm. Um, so they could force it. There's no issue. He, he, like, if they needed a left back tomorrow, then they, he would just play. Um, but. He says there's no need to. Yeah. Obviously, Connor Townsend will, will play tomorrow. They've got the international break after this game. So, it's just one more game to get through. And then Kieran Gibbs has got essentially two more weeks, hasn't he? Yeah. So, he won't he won't be... Um, one more game for Ferguson, is that right, after this one? One more game after this one, yeah. yeah. So, <clears throat> so yeah, it'll be, it'll, it'll, be, it'll be the team we all expect it to be. Mm. The only question mark, again, is who's, who's up front. Who's up um, front? So yeah, yeah, but yeah, gonna be yeah, gonna be really interesting. They got some good players. Hell, um, I like Grant McCann as well. He's done a good job there. Yeah, certainly have done because they were one of my favourites to go down, um, and they've been in great form recently. Uh, match prediction finishes up, finishes up then. Uh, I'm saying three two Albion. Three two Albion. Goals galore. Um, three two Albion and an 85th minute pitch inspection. Um, that's great detail. That. 
Well, I, 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 I'm, I'm not going to lie. You, I'm just going off what you've told me. I haven't actually seen the news about the weather up north. So. I'm going to go Hull 1, Albion 2. 2-1. Two, yeah, and I'm going to go Albion will get into a 2-0 lead. And then like Hull will score in like, the 81st minute or something just to make it a bit anxious. But they'll see it out. So they'll stay top. They'll stay top, yeah. Right. Take that. Three points and Albion stay top of the table. We'll be happy. Um, right, that just about does it from us, unless you've got anything else to say, Jen? No, 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 I'm all good, thank you. All right, brilliant. Thank you. Well, that does it. Another Friday podcast in the back. I know, so we're going to go, go again on Monday now. Are we going to? Yeah. I, I think I'm in Monday. Are you in Monday? I think so, it could happen. It's a quick turnaround, isn't it? Two podcasts in four days. That is a relentless turnaround. Oh, these we'll fans. see, we're not, we'll see, we'll see. Oh, no, we're doing it, mate, and we, come on. Okay, all right. We're doing it, we're, we're committed. Right, um, yeah, so that just about does it from me, from Joe. A fond farewell, hopefully three points for the baggies in Hull. Goodbye.